Hi, welcome to Revive Mercy Podcast. It's December when this is going to be uploaded. And for many in recovery, the holidays can be seen in a very different lens. It can be a very hard time for many of us. And as a facilitator of support groups with people in recovery, I have found that not being heard and unfortunately families can be our biggest stressors this time of year. Today, I'm, like I said, I don't know, it was earlier in the summer I said I had the very most, I had the most special guest ever. And here she is again, but this time she comes to you as my wife. Um, it is um, a great honor to have my dear wife, Joanne, join me as we discuss about the, uh, finding hope, you know, during this difficult time. Thank you, Joanne, for agreeing. Yeah, sure. No problem. I mean, works, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you to you, Megan, right? <laughs> anyway. Like every single time I start um, these podcasts, you know, live stream or video, I like to give a disclaimer to all all those listening before. um, If you are in crisis, I please encourage you to seek appropriate professional help. The crisis hotline in the United States is 1-800-273-8255. It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Then again, wherever you are, the United States or outside, I do encourage you to find what is local, um, what resources you have locally. You know, you'll be surprised. And me being a facilitator, I do find that there is a new avenue, a virtual support group that you may, may, I encourage you to check out if you are open to that idea. But with that being said, every podcast again, and you know this, um, I start off with a quote. Today is no different. It's from Jack Canfield. And um, let me just First, I want to share this. You know, this will be in the notes. This is obviously the number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. But then again, like I said, it'll be in the description of the video and in the podcast. But with that being said, um, this is a quote. It says, everything you want is on the other side of fear. You know, fear, I feel sometimes in this context can be the opposite of hope, you know, and um Last time you were here, Joanne, you're, I was very, you were very brave to kind of share your story of your mom and her passing. You know, um, loss is something that a lot of us in, in this world can really understand in different ways. You know, right now, with uncertainty that looms right now as we head to the holidays, losses can look in different, different shapes. It doesn't have to be a life. It could be a loss of a relationship. You know, a falling out, or it could be a loss of a job, loss of, loss of security, loss of health. You know, there's a lot of losses right now that a lot of us are feeling. You know, I want to ask you, um, um, like you know, like I said, um, listen to this quote and the context of the word fear, and as we head into the holidays, what comes to mind, Joy? Well. Um... It's, it's just kind of interesting how the holidays are towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. It's so, it's almost like um, <laughs> indirectly we're celebrating that we made it through this year. And yeah. well, 2020, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
need I say more? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I think all of us have their stories, you know, the struggles. But like you said, it, it is funny that at the end, it's almost like we made it. We survived this kind of right to passage to get to the other side of a new year. Um, but at the same time, look at this this quote, you know, fear is in the fear. I feel is, um, no, everything you want is the other side of fear. Fear is looked at different ways. When you when you digest it, when you kind of peel the layers, what does that what does that quote mean to you, especially today? Well, um, well, just like having the holidays towards the end of the year is like a rite of passage that mm-hmm. we uh, we can now make it to the new year. I guess. Mm-hmm facing our fears is also a rite of passage but to something much deeper and much yeah. more lasting than than a new year you know um here's this quote from nelson mandela he says i learned that courage was not the absence of fear but the triumph over it the brave man is not he who does not feel afraid but he who conquers the fear um it's very interesting that you know it's you know when we say i overcome fear it's not that we we say to that whatever that fear was um connected to we don't say that we don't care about that that's different the thing is that you have to care about the things that you're fearing to lose because then there is really true fear you know i mean Mm. if you give up that's that's a whole different thing and for me i feel like Nelson Mandela, who had that quote, addresses that point. It's not that we're not going to feel uncomfortable or we're not going to have fear in our lives. It's, it's you know me us saying this whole mindset of you know that fear and you know, that everything you want is on the other side of fear. It's just a it's a good mindset. It's a positive way to look at things, but it takes time and effort. You know, intentionality through your life to get to the point where you actually can practice that within your own life. You know? But with that being said, anything you want to kind of add as we're talking about this quote or anything else leading into the holidays as we try to find hope? Well, uh, uh, Honestly, I'm at a loss of words right now. It's it's okay. So. It's okay. I, I, I could be a little bit uh, much at times, but let's just continue on this whole trek of holidays. You know, this right now, uh, I, I appreciate everyone who comes. Obviously, you're the most special. I, I know this because I learned this in the book that I have to say yes, dear, <laughs> to every single thing that happens after marriage. So, yes, dear, you are wonderful. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the holidays are one of the most uh, are the, one of the times that you know is kind of interesting. There's a big contrast when you really think about it. it. In one hand, you know, and we're going to get to that. One hand, it's revisiting family, you know, reconnecting. You know, I I, I talked to you the, about this many times. When I think of holidays, and not even the holiday itself, but the the idea of holidays is bringing people together. You know, bring connecting, reconnecting with those who you don't usually have the time to, or, you know, life doesn't allow you to have that time to connect. 
However, unfortunately, with that same wonderful moment, there's this idea when it comes to the holidays, and this is where it gets hard for those in recovery, that it could be the greatest pain. You know, I had guests on here whose family wasn't the greatest thing. You no, know, they can't have, they don't remember good memories of the holidays. So this can be one of the most trying times um, looking at this whole idea of family and the holidays. Last month, we spoke about family you know, in November and how the group of people that we love and are closest to can produce the most precious moments in our lives, but also the most painful ones of you know, um, in the beginning, when I introduced you, we brought up the quote we talked about. I said, the last time you were here, you talked about the loss of your mom. Despite this whole contrast, we also understand that our connections are one of the most precious things in our lives. Period. And there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just, it's just a real contrast it's hard for us to really and i feel like i'll be i'll be kind of still learning and relearning and understanding this concept because i'm gonna ask you how do you sift through this contrasting thoughts as you head into the holidays with the context of of your experiences because we are built by our experiences Whatever small details, as small or big as you think you are, when you think about that, what comes to mind? Um, perhaps I should start with um, how the holidays, like how Christmas was at my home growing up. Mm. My earliest memories are of uh, lying on the couch, staring at the Christmas tree, while I'm sick with a fever. No. That was just about every Christmas until I was six or so. I was always <laughs> sick. Uh. Then after that, uh, my dad, uh, for, for the longest time, he, he worked in the forestry services mm-hmm. and then later as a truck driver. And especially as a truck driver, there were a couple of years where he would be weeks or even months away from home. Mm-hmm. And be, and because of his job, he couldn't be home for the holidays, for Christmas yeah. or Thanksgiving. Yeah. And so um, I'm not sure. Maybe it was a, my mom felt the same way, but at least for me, it felt wrong to celebrate without him. Yeah. And so I grew up hardly celebrating. Like, sure, we'd have a tree, we'd have the lights, and um, at least it looked Christmassy. Mm-hmm. Um, the feeling, I guess, I guess it just, like, Christmas day was not as important as as the day dad got home yeah that was like the real celebration day of whatever time yeah it just reminds me of what i just put on the screen connections are more important than we like to admit you know i began to i began to say you know holidays sometimes 
and I say sometimes because I said there's people who've come on this podcast who have even more heartbreaking stories, you know, and your story is not heartbreaking. It's just different. And sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves to have the ideal. And we're going to talk about expectations later, but I think, you know, being first generation American, you begin to realize real quick how different your family is from the surrounding ones. And, um, and you know, for me, um, I remember, um, uh, we go to, um, I met you in the church, you know, and um, it's funny because church was not a safe place for me as a child. Thinking back, thinking back when I, you know, um, not to get into details, but my, my mom didn't um, gave my brother and I a choice of going because of some circumstance that happened at the church. And um, I went because I felt I want to spend time with my dad. That was it. And, you know, Joanne, you know this, you know, with the primary school. And a lot of times it gets overlooked, but primary teachers need to be good. Because I remember when I went in there, I didn't know stuff. I didn't know the Bible because we didn't talk about it in, in, at home. And the person called me out on it. And I never wanted to step in there because church was not safe. They did not feel safe because it felt because I didn't know I didn't belong. And... And one thing about the holidays, when it's the most ones, it's the most precious moments are the ones that you feel safe and you felt like you belong. You know, uh, it makes sense that you didn't want to have holidays without your dad because he's part of your connection. And sometimes we put, um, we get guarded, we put defense. You know, like we try to make uh, tell people, um, make a lot of excuses. But for me, what I realize is, you're never gonna reach someone's ideal you know but at the end of the day what's important really is just like what's on the screen our connections are more important than we like to admit at times uh, fear we do not get stronger by letting go of our connections because of fear we get strong by going through it with our connections despite the fear you know i want to ask you there's a thread uh couple threads of thoughts that I want you to kind of listen to and kind of digest as we kind of move forward. Um, it goes, because the value you think you've lost is not determined by the circumstance you're in. It's not about where you are right now, but where you are going. Everyone plays a part, which means that the environment needs to be a safe place to be wrong, to foster the willingness and I'll put this on the screen right here. The willingness to get the help you need, the willingness to listen, the room to heal. Heal. And I want to ask you how important, there's two questions, and then take your time. How important is a safe place to you? And um, how important, especially now as we head into the holidays and COVID-19, how important is a safe place? I think peace of mind a lot of times gets overlooked. It's about getting it right the first time and that puts a lot of pressure like I'm, i people i hear people's stories about christmas or whatever holiday and they get like uh, they have to like prove that they're okay that they like prove themselves to the individual that has no context of what you've gone through you know for me providing that safe place helps us to grow and let us see that you know even despite you know 
not the ideal holiday, quote unquote. All right. I can, I'll say this, and this is what I learned, and I told you this very recently. My mom and dad are so precious to me. I can never pay them back. And I'm saying this to all those people. Like, I know first generation Americans, very hard. I'm not saying others aren't. There's a lot of pressure to pay back our parents for what they've done for us. But I know even monetarily, if I pay them back, I will still owe. And that's okay. I'll never be able to pay back my mom or my dad. And that's okay. So I know I kind of, kind of got off it, but like with the idea of, I'm going to put it back on, safe place. Um, how do you feel? Why? How important is that to you, especially today? as we head into the holidays and especially with this looming COVID-19. If you like this. It's extremely important. Uh, With really, I guess from, from what I understand, uh, the main thread through everything here is change. Yes. And yeah, the, as that one quote says, uh, the one constant of life is change. Yes. And so with all, with all the changes going on around us and not just change, but also, um, wanting to have control or loss of control, Mm -hmm. it's, it's important to have a place, well, place, really people, that you feel safe with that Mm -hmm. you feel safe to to trip and fall uh Mm -hmm. have pie in your face (laughs) and they're the ones who will actually help you back up on your feet will get you a towel to wipe said pie off your face and um give you encouragement probably also critique you gently or at least give you the kind of critique that you need Mm -hmm. and yeah help you nurture you into continuing and improving and not quitting (laughs) you know um i want to i kind of want to shift you know I, i mentioned it before expectations and you know we're leading up to you know you talked about change which i'm so glad you mentioned that because yeah we're talking about change ultimately that is the one constant is change but expectations kind of play along in that you know expectations unfortunately um uh, i'm gonna get a quote i'm getting a quote ready but there there's this idea that expectations can shatter a person's ability to find hope sometimes depending on what they expect you know um and in what ways um and in some ways they can even be the one that causes the this uh, can be the stumbling block in our lives. I just want to briefly, if you have any short little mentions or stories or what you've seen around your friends or anything or yourself, what have you, how have you seen, been, um, have you seen people or yourself combat or like the toxicity of unhealthy expectations? How were you, uh, how, how have you seen that done? with grace, with, with success, um, because expectations kind of lead to a lot of, uh, unhealthy habits at times and perceptions and views on not only yourself, but others. 
Scabby don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm drawing up a blank. Like, oh, it's totally, it's totally yeah. fine. You know, you know, this is the thing is, um, we were talking about before about, you know, having it being right the first time. You know, we're all on this journey together, and maybe you not might not have the insight, or maybe you just can't think of it at this moment. Mm-hmm. One thing is, um, I like in. I like doing this podcast so much because I get to talk to all different types of people. And uh, the most important thing for me is providing that safe place. So if you don't know, I embrace people to say, I don't know. (laughs) It's okay. It really is okay. Where the thing is really, we're just having a conversation. That's it. And the more we do, uh, like I said in the beginning, one of the two things that people in recovery, the people who are struggling right now, even today, one of the biggest struggles is not being heard. So don't feel bad um, about that. You know, when we talk about expectations, I kind of further it with goals. And I see goals a little differently in the context I'm about to share, that it promotes the idea that change may be needed. And, you know, when you're goal-oriented, when you're intentional in your goals, it also promotes the room that you may make mistakes and that may measure your what you respond or what your goals may shift towards, which can prove to be more of a solid foundation. As I said, as always, trying to be right the first time. We put way too much pressure on ourselves, too much, too much weight on expectations, too much um, over-explaining why this, why my family did this, or why I did this. We know, at least people in recovery or people in crisis know, we don't want to answer 50 different questions, especially when we're struggling. You know, sometimes just being able to pause and to be able to have that safe place to breathe and to share at the, at the time, at the right time with the right people. You know, that's why, you know, that's going to church. And I, 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 I hope and I pray that that becomes a, more and more of a safe place, not only within the walls in the church, but outside as we go virtually. And also like um, with my support groups, same thing. I need it to be safe places because at the end of the day, like I said earlier today, um, earlier just before, willingness, when you have a safe place, it fosters the ability, not guarantees, but fosters the willingness of those in that safe place to ask for help. And then the people in that group, because they're in the safe place, are more willing to listen. And at the same time, that's a room to heal. And what I find is sometimes with the circles that I I, I, I share and talk to, that's sometimes life or death, unfortunately. So um, expectations, I'm going to lead into this quote from Bruce Lee. Everyone loves Bruce Lee. But he says, I am not in this world to live up to your expectations and you're not in the world to live up to mine. It's funny how much we put our value hinging on someone else or something or some destination. But, you know, in life, um, um, Ralph Waldo Emerson says, life is a journey not a destination. The problem, the reason why that's so helpful is because when we emphasize the destination, we're never really satisfied. When we're in a journey, we're more present. We're more here. And I think as 
as you know, one who's a peer myself, who's recovering, being present, you know, being aware of what's around, learning from the past, being hopeful for the future, and staying present for today. That is very important. Um, uh, as we uh, kind of wrap things up here, Joanne, um, I want to give you an opportunity. We're going to have a last quote, okay? And then I'm going to have you kind of share what you want to, sh- what, what, what comes to mind when, li- when listen to this quote. And then any final thoughts you want to share with those listening. And after that, we'll probably ask a little bit about what you're up to lately. And then we'll wrap things up. Does that sound all right? All right. <laughs> okay. The last quote is from Anthony. Look, what's the last? I don't know how to pronounce that. You're better than this. Uh, my initial guess would be Riccione, but uh, okay, I we'll don't go know. with that. You, okay. <laughs> he says everyone needs a house to live in, but a supportive family is what builds a home. There's a difference between the house and the home. A lot of us know this. So as we wrap up, what comes to mind, my dear, with this quote? And any final thoughts you'd like to share with those watching, listening today as we wrap up this idea of finding hope? Well, the quote makes me think of my mom because it was when, when she was dying and when she passed away that mm-hmm. where we lived the apartment we lived in definitely did not feel like a home anymore yeah so yeah that's yeah i really understand that and then also i i lived a total of six years out of a 10 year time span in south korea and mm-hmm. about a year in Poland and I can definitely say during that time that my home was where where I where where I was living at the time like yeah or or even that I didn't I didn't really have a home yeah. I had my parents in the states uh, my dad and stepmom um and I had close friends nearby and in like spotted all over the world, but um, like a home home, mm-hmm. I guess I, I guess the, the first time I've had a home since my mom's passing is now with you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, just it just I'm just gonna throw this up there. You know, like we've said before, connections are more important than we like to admit at times. Um, I just also want to give you an opportunity to share what you've been up to. What you, you know, um, with those listening, uh, anything you want to plug? Um, go right ahead. Well, I've been been teaching English online for oh, like several months now um, mostly conversational English so I do the same thing I did just now let the other person speak 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, did, how did I do? <laughs> you pass. <laughs> okay. um, you and, also, you know, you're not mentioning it. Oh, sorry, I'm going ahead of myself. But you also yeah, are, and <laughs> I'm. I, I'm also um, I, I'm also a proofreader, mm-hmm. so it's not an editor. I don't look at manuscripts and and change everything for the author. But I I'm I'm pretty much the last set of eyes mm-hmm. to check said document before it gets published, and uh- yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I, uh, I have been, um, I have witnessed her work um, with a, a lot of the descriptions on my podcast, and I would say, yeah, she does a great job. I, I'm supposed to say that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here in the notes. <laughs> but, uh, There's no yeah. gun, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm no, not no. threatening him. I promise. Like, no. yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I really think um, um, I think it's just great, you know, that we have this opportunity to pause. Even though, you know, with jo- joking all aside, I just want to encourage those who are out there who are struggling, you know, that um, gratitude. You know, there's one thing that I always know, and it's not perfect science. I know there's people around the world struggling in various different ways, and it's not minimizing it. What I want to say is when we focus more on what we do have versus what we don't have, I feel like there's a little bit more room for healing. So I encourage those who are listening, watching to find out or write out certain things that you're grateful for. As we go through this holiday season, this will be uploaded in December. Thank you so much for, um, Joanne for, uh, agreeing to be on here again. Um, and, and uh, sharing your insight with everyone watching and listening. Sure. Thanks for the opportunity. Anyway, I just want to share with those who are listening that um, remember to check out um, Revive Ministries and all its um, everything it's doing through its various platforms on um, on uh, you know one of them is just on the screen is reviveministriesfl.com. Um, also, I want to share with you that um, each month, you know, there is, um, you know, there's a new theme. And um, at the end of this, uh, uh, there's going to be a video after uh, we close with the last quote. And that is the promo video for October to um, to January. So this month is it's not the end. Um, it's not the end. Finding hope next month in January. I encourage you to join us as we go through a brave new world together. And and uh, February is um, finding wellness in our relationships and so forth. And I'm excited. This is a new year podcasting and sharing different platforms and different ways to connect. As as um was it uh, Benjamin Franklin once says, uh, "Tell me and I'll forget. Teach me I may remember. Involve me and I will learn." Uh, it's a very difficult time to involve people, especially with the platform and the situation that's around the world. But I do encourage all of us to connect. This is goodbye from Revive Ministry Podcast, leaving you with this last quote. 
and bear with me. I don't think I even put it on. Oh, yeah, it's right here. I'm sorry. Okay. It's right here. Okay. Leaving you with this last quote. And um, it reads, Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try one more time. And that is from Thomas Edison. Goodbye, everyone.